Maddie Fresh on the track of his state. And I'm bringing to you live my boys Alec and Nate. Tequila Ty, Jay, Nelly, and Dylan in the building. So kick it back, pour the drink. We chillin' because I'm boozing and betting and ballin' like I'm two six. And the blue kicks, watch me move quick. Yeah, it's the blueprint. So who's getting involved? Welcome into the show. This is Booze, Bets, and Ball, baby. And welcome back to Booze, Bets, and Ball, Penn State football podcast brought to you by Big Banter. So, Nelly, how was uh, how was your senior year whiteout? Oh, you know, it was good, I guess. Dude, getting into the game <laughs> still sucks. They have, like, no idea how to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I got in line at 5.30, got in by, like, 6.30. Luckily, got a good seat. That's good. I mean, it was still really fun. I kind of wish it was Michigan, but, I mean, still whiteout. I'll take it. And it wasn't raining during the game, so I was like, all right, nah. good. Yeah, so the the weather actually was not that big of an issue as Penn State dismantled Iowa thirty-one to nothing. Uh, you know, I I think this is something we alluded to in the pregame show where it was like Penn State could cover, Penn State could put up thirty, but it probably has more to do with the fact of how good the Penn State defense could be versus. You know, Penn State's offense totally taking over the game because, you know, that is hard to do against a team like Iowa, who yeah. plays pretty good defense. So I'm going to try to get these stats up here. Last time I did it, it started playing uh, started playing highlights from Patrick Mahomes. So that was fun. Um, so, yeah, Cade, Cade McNamara uh, got benched. Five for 14, 42 yards, two strip sacks to uh, Deacon yeah. Hill, the backup. Not much better but at that point it was kind of a lost cause for him drew aller uh pretty good you know the the 4.5 yards per attempt is interesting four touchdowns obviously great no turnovers again this i think i think i don't know if it was they're the only power i think it's the power five they're now the only team i think that hasn't turned the ball over because it was them in oregon and bo nix i know threw an interception yesterday Okay. So I, I think it's just Penn State now, but uh, pretty good day for Aller. The receivers, Kendra Lambert-Smith, pretty nice day. Uh, the tight ends did. We talked about this on the yeah. pregame show, too. Tight ends got gone a little bit. Theo Johnson, 6 for 42, and Tyler Warren, two catches, two touchdowns. He reminds me of Robert Tunyon a couple years ago on the Packers. Had, like, 30 catches on the year, and 12 of them were touchdowns. Yeah. It's really starting to feel like that. Um, Iowa, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about there. I guess defense really quick. Um, (laughs) Your leading tackler had three tackles, whereas um, Iowa's had 18. Yeah, that tells you the difference in uh, Penn State ran 64 more plays. Let's see the team stats here. But uh, they had four first downs. Yeah. Let's make sure that doesn't play music. Um, four first downs compared to 28. Penn State, eight or nine of 20 on third down is a really good number. And it is going to Well, you get to listen to that. Um, so, yeah, that, that wasn't too bad. Um, the fourth down efficiency, though, uh, four for four, really difference in this game, I feel like. Really big number. Yeah. Penn State... 
215 rushing yards, but it was on 57 attempts. Uh, but the turnover margin, obviously the big thing, 4-0 to zero and the time of possession, 45-14. to 14. Um, Look, th- this is kind of what we thought could happen because the Iowa offense, as we expected, was really bad. Outside of the second half against a really undermanned Western Michigan team, they were not a good unit at all this year, it seemed like. So I'm not overly surprised by that. Um, I guess if we're looking for a negative here, which I don't want to harp on any negatives, but what what do you think is going on with the run game? Because they can still cannot break anything. Uh, Singleton 17 carries for 49 yards is not great by his standards. And with a long of 19, it was pretty much 16 for 30 then, which is less than two yards a carry. Yeah, no, it's been bad. I mean, I was like the only thing last game that I would take out of that, like, we still don't have yet. We haven't established our run game. But mm-hmm. to not have it established and still put up 31 to zero, like, that's showing, like, once we can have a run game, like, our whole offense will be open. Because, like, Yesterday was terrible. I mean, Allen had a pretty good day. 21-72 was terrible, but Singleton was literally held at nothing. Because he had like that one uh, run where he, like stayed up. That was his 19-yard right. run, and that was it. Like I didn't see any. He didn't do anything. Catron had a pretty good game, but it's weird because like our O line has given up one sack all year. Mm-hmm. So like I, don't, I love I guess our house. Run- the outdoor space is great, but we. The, one, the run game, I guess, they aren't doing great in, but I don't know. We'll see to figure that out. I mean, Northwestern's a good way to get that going because they aren't a great team on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the road, yeah. We need to yeah. – I mean, they don't really have a crowd because, you know, what happened this year, but still yeah. a good run game because we don't have an upset after a big week. Plus, did you see they came back? Like, Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that. It, yeah, they were down – 21 in the fourth quarter and came back on Minnesota and beat them in overtime. Their quarterback, Ben Bryant, had like 400 yards and four touchdowns after he had 400 yards, two, I think one or two touchdowns and three interceptions on the season coming into this game. So that I'm looking forward to breaking that down a little more uh, yeah. this week. But, you know, back to the, the run thing really quick. It feels like I do feel like they're they're withholding some things in the run game, especially with Singleton. It, it they've made more of an effort, I feel like, to go between the tackles. Whereas we know him, it's more of he's better in space. There's not there hasn't been like a lot of you know pitches, tosses, stretch plays, and I, I th- think maybe once we get to Ohio State, we'll see that a little more because um, it really hasn't been there. So that, that's the one thing with the offense. You know, I'm still waiting to see get going. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, Aller. It, well, I guess with the offense too, they're on the passing game. It's a lot of taking what the defense is giving you because yeah. they did not go downfield at all. Again, yeah, it was a little rainy, a little windy. I, I just think they actually played Iowa's game and manhandled them at it because Iowa's a team where they they like to just nickel and dime you to death, work the field. Uh, they'll they like these long drives that take you know seven to eight minutes, and they're not taking shots down the field with incomplete passes or possibly an interception. And really, Penn State did that tonight. They took what Iowa gave them in the short and intermediate pass game, and then cashed in on some 
short touchdowns. I I'm, I don't think the longest touchdown was. Might have been the Lambert Smith catch. Like that's yeah. Let me it was see. Warren twice. I like the red. Like on the five. Yeah. So the longest was nine yards. Yeah. Nine yards was the longest touchdown play of the game. So they, they, uh, they went right up, long drives, and pretty much bullied Iowa at their own game. So that that was awesome to see. I do I do think these next couple of weeks we do need to see a little more explosiveness from the offense because when you play uh, Michigan and Ohio State, I. Iowa's a pretty good defense, but honest, when you have no offense to go with it, a defense starts to break down. Obviously, Ohio State and Michigan have better offenses. So Penn yeah. State, you know, the chance of sustaining these long drives isn't as great. You're eventually going to have to hit a home run player or two to score. So, I, you know, I do want to see a little more there. But at the end of the day, Penn State, 4-0, and up to 6 now. They passed uh, – who did they pass? Oh, man, I can't th- – USC, USC. Yeah. USC dropped three spots and they moved up Penn State, Ohio State, and Washington, who I think all deserved to move up. Not that USC's done anything wrong. I just think, you know, with uh, Washington's putting up video game numbers on everyone, and uh, Ohio State won a crazy game at Notre Dame uh, last night. So that pretty much now puts it in the ballpark that Penn State and Ohio State will both be undefeated in a couple of weeks when uh, Penn State goes to Columbus. So I know people like to say one and zero. Obviously, got to give uh, Northwestern a little more credit after their win last night. But between them and UMass, I I think after what I saw from this team last night, I'm not sweating a game outside of Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And also, I mean USC's defense was terrible against Arizona State, so they mm-hmm. definitely aren't better than us. Yeah, Washington's being they've been going crazy. Can't even lie about that. I think they should be ranked ahead of Florida State. I think they're a top yeah. three team. But yeah, they're, they're I would say, I mean, yeah, they won a big game, but their offense, like, I'm usually so scared to play their offense. And I just mm-hmm. haven't seen anything where I'm like, we can't beat this team. Like, they won a tough game, but they showed nothing. Like, Marvin Harrison, I know he got, like, a little banged up, but, like, I haven't really seen him have what he was last year. He dominated last year. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know what to expect because with our how our defense plays, if they keep playing that way, I still think if our offense plays mid, we can beat Ohio State and Michigan if we have Michigan at home. So like I don't know, I'm excited for this year. We just gotta keep winning each week. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Play. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Manny Diaz I think has figured out the whole defend defense in the rain thing because the, the the you know the number one thing to do when you're playing you know a wet slick game is obviously both teams are going to try to run the ball more and he's made sure that they can't run the ball on him uh so oh, since ds took over the start of last year penn state's played three conference games where it rained northwestern last year maryland last year and then last night i know it wasn't a downpour like some people thought it would be but it was still you know, a wet game. Uh, Penn State's only given up 116 rushing yards in those three games combined. So whatever he's doing when it rains is working. So maybe it should rain uh, when Michigan comes to town in November. Yeah. That might <laughs> that might, that might might help. But that, that was something I found interesting. They, for what everyone says about their little week against the run, when it rains, you got to stop the run. And Manny Diaz has made sure that Penn State's doing that. Yeah, no, for sure. 
I mean, we definitely have gotten better. Our D line finally broke out too. Chop mm-hmm. got sacked. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Sacks, fumbles. Like they were going off. So that was good yeah. to see Got some confidence going into the next few weeks. Into that mm-hmm. bye, the biggest game that we got this year. So yeah. definitely. All right. Well, we're both exhausted because yesterday was wild so we're gonna cut this one short we'll be back later in the week for our northwestern preview with the crossover uh gotta get in touch with those guys but we'll see you later in the week